welcome everybody. This is Keith Jowers of Friday Night Live, and I want to welcome you to our show tonight. We're going to talk about puzzles and life's puzzles to be exact. So have you ever put a puzzle together? That is the question. I have put puzzles together and you get down to the last piece and you go like, where is this piece of puzzle? Sometimes we wonder about life, don't we? Where is the last piece of puzzle to put this project behind me or to, to get through this, this issue that we're having financially or emotionally or coming out of a depression or something? Is there a breakthrough in the house? Well, there is if we hold on long enough. So when I thought about puzzles, I went to my niece's home and they have puzzles everywhere, which is pretty awesome. It helps them come together as a family. So what about if life was just this easy? Oh, yes. When you were younger, maybe before a lot of things happened, when you started getting older, well, then life started getting a little bit harder and, well, you know, things started happening. So now we have a 150-piece puzzle together. Aren't those dogs cute? You know, I'm a big dog guy. So life has some additional problems, so it might get a little bit more complicated. And then you become an adult, get married, have family, have bills, job issues, whatever. And then you put a big old puzzle together. Look at this. 3,000 pieces. How would you like to put this puzzle together and get down and there's no last piece? That would really bother us, wouldn't it? Well, that's what happened with this family. They put this piece of puzzle together and all of a sudden they get down the last piece. Where is it? Was it vacuumed up? Did the cat eat it? Whatever. So let's talk about life's puzzles a little bit tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So philosophy it's, is the chief cornerstone, basically, in the foundation of life's puzzles for us. Our personal philosophy, how do we handle things? How do we think about things? How do we look at things? How do we look at the COVID crisis? How do we look at politics? It's all part of our buildup, isn't it? It's a major factor in, in determining just how our lives are gonna turn out <clears throat> in the way that we choose to think. And everything that goes on inside our human mind is basically the, well, the form of, of our thoughts and ideas and things we decided to do in life up to this point in our life. And everything that goes on in this side of our mind can form some negative attitudes. It can form some positive attitudes. And one of the, you know, one of the formal educational degrees I have is actually in philosophy. And I had to study a lot of philosophers and a lot of them think differently. A lot of them have a lot of different personalities and how they look at the same situation, totally different. But one thing they all had in common, no matter who the philosopher was, and it's the same with the, the way people think today, one thing we all have in common, as those philosophers did, is that we have a mind that God gave us. Now, what goes into our mind is up to us. We could put negative things in there or negative uh, or positive things in there, but God gave us all a mind, and it is one of probably the, the greatest machine that's never really used to its full capacity, I believe. You know, God really really gave us a mind to think through things and problems and puzzle puzzles that we go through in life and how to put the pieces together. A lot of it, the answers come from his word. And when we come up against those mountains, well, you know, there's a there's some mountains that are pretty tall, aren't they, that you've had to climb through. You're welcome to put that in the chat stream if you'd like. Yes, it is hard to climb some of the mountains. So out of scriptures tonight and in Mark eleven twenty three, it says, For verily I say unto you, this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and shall no doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass, and he shall have whatsoever he saith. I believe that's in our mind, that how we say things, how we look at things, how we think about things. If you think the world and everyone in the world is 
actually, well, they are negative, then you're going to look at life negatively. If you're an optimist, like like my wife and I are, and we, we try to think things are going to work out for us. If they don't, we don't get all excited and upset. But we, we look at, we, we've read a lot of Dr. Caroline Leaf, and she talks about the toxic way we look at things, you know, your toxic thoughts and emotions and and your toxic choices and words and how you look at things, even toxic love and touch and and health, toxic health. If we eat junk food all the time, it's not going to turn out for us very good in our health, is it? I mean, um, heard Zig Ziglar say one time, when you, if you have this champion half a million dollar racehorse and you fed him junk all the time, do you think he's going to win for you to get your money back? Um, probably not. So you want to make sure we, we, we take care of our bodies as well. But getting back on subject of talking about life's puzzles tonight, <clears throat> the pieces, people who want to destroy property in our country, people who want to destroy lives, people who are just viciously and violently just killing people left and right just because they don't agree or they're wearing the wrong political attire or whatever is absolutely crazy, and God don't like it. But that is probably for another show. I want to really talk about puzzle pieces that life can offer us or give us. When you think like that all the time, you're very toxic in your own thinking, and your in life is probably not going to turn out well for you. So let's think about our personal philosophy tonight and how we look at things, how we think about things. So that's the number one. Number two piece of puzzle that I want to talk about is attitude. And, and my friend Zig Ziglar used to say that your attitude will always determine your altitude. And I believe that. I believe that it'll take you higher or it'll take you lower. Sometimes it'll make you crash. People with bad attitudes on life will find that they really don't, there are people that don't really want to be around them. I mean, I don't want to be around a bunch of people that's negative all the time. You know, the old saying of garbage in and garbage out. I just don't want to hear it all the time. I, I prefer to think that, that life is going to be a little bit better and going to turn out better. And with hope, it always is. So unless we change and unless we change who we hang around, you know, then it's it probably is not going to get better for you, is it? I heard it said one time of, in, in a keynote address I heard, it says, well, if you want to fly with, with, with uh, eagles, you can't hang around a bunch of chickens, you know, so um, you have to think about that. So you're having the right attitude is a sensual prerequisite for success and happiness in your life. Your attitude is important. That is a puzzle piece that maybe you need to work on or find to get better in your own life. So we've talked about philosophy, we've talked about attitude, talk about activity now. So procrastination is a definitely an enemy of activity, and everyone has a mental list of the should-haves. Yeah, I should have done this. I should have done that. Oh, my goodness. You know, I can think back and when I was 20, you know, I, I should have went this way. I should have went to this college. I should have taken this degree. You can't should yourself all your life because if you do, you're going to have a lot of regrets. And, you know, when I, I should have done this and I should have done that can really destroy the way you think sometimes because you're you're putting yourself down all the time. I've done it. I've done it. I've had conversations with my wife and said, well, maybe if I made this investment or I should have done that investment, she said, would you just quit all that should? And so, and she was right. So, but if you, if you start an activity for good in your personal life, or, you know, you start an activity in your community, or, or maybe you start a nonprofit, that's a good activity to help people and to help yourself and not only help yourself, but help others around you. And now you're reaching your community, whether it's a, a food pantry, uh, a clothing pantry, whatever it may be, 
you could start that as an activity of good and let it continue to bless people. I teach on the ripple effect and how you throw a pebble in the pond and how the ripples go out. Well, you can do the same when you have an activity for good. It can go out and touch, have many ripples. Imagine how different our world would be. Imagine how different our, our countries be all around the world. Imagine how different our states would be, our, our cities would be, neighborhoods would be. Can you imagine how your home would be if we just have a, a good attitude and doing an activity for good? How would your children come out? Last week, a uh, week ago today, I was involved in an international parent conference, which is, is absolutely a wonderful organization that is in across the world, but yet we were we were talking about parenthood all across the world because it if it affects our children, and our children is what's going to make tomorrow a better place for all of us. So we've talked about philosophy, talked about attitude, talked about good activities. Now let's talk about the results. Any business or personal um, activity that you you are undertaking, you want to make sure you have good results. in in the proper season, you know, with the add a good attitude and and the things that go along with it, you can you can definitely have the good results that you're looking for, uh, and they can be predictable. All activity, any activity that we actually do, will get results. the The question is, will we have negative results or will we have positive results? I look for positive results. Do I always get them? No, because I, I may leave out a step, or people may not want to part of it or whatever. It's fine because we all have our own wagons to pull, so to speak. And we, just because your dream is not somebody else's dream doesn't mean your dream is not good enough to continue to pursue. Just remember that. And you don't tell everybody in the world about your dream. You tell those you trust and to get it off the ground and start building it. So you're, the results you're looking for for your activity for good or, your, or your, your business or whatever it is, your dream that you're building are going to be there if you just don't quit. Winston Churchill said it best, never, never, never quit. Any activity, negative or positive, is going to come out that way. In the end, it's negative or positive. Results are the harvest that comes from our past activities or our efforts, the results. My father-in-law, whom who passed uh, actually just before my wife and I met, was a wonderful farmer. There's And I, I thank God for all the farmers. And they had some tough times, uh, but no, they don't quit. They keep giving they keep planting seed and they're looking for a good harvest. So when my father-in-law would plant a seed, he'd pray over his seeds and his harvest would be abundant and bountiful and huge. His watermelons were huge because he first asked God to bless them. So that's a that's something to think about in your activities. If you if your results are are better because you're doing things the right way or or you are, you know, giving good good work towards that, then you want to make sure that when you're doing that, that when the harvest comes in, that you'll be thankful. Thank God for it, right? And, and thank those that have helped you get to those results. Don't ever forget that treating people right and helping them and remembering them when the harvest is good, if they helped you, is always a better um, reaping of that harvest because you've included them now. You were, in helping, you were including them in, in the activities to get to the results, and now you want to include them in the celebration of those results. Number five. Let's talk about number five. We're Get you out of here is lifestyle. We've talked about philosophy, talked about attitude, talked about activity, talked about the results, and now we want to talk about lifestyle. And I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about the bigger house, the bigger car, you know, the the bigger boat, whatever it is. I'm not talking about that as your lifestyle. I'm talking about how you choose to live and how you choose to accept life and how you choose to, to help others. 
And do people know that they can trust you? I used to tell the kids I worked with in, in the schools was that trust is, is, is easy to get, but it's surely very hard to get back. So when you your parents can't trust you any longer, it's going to be very hard for you to gain that trust back because of what you've done. And it's the same thing with employers or family members, whoever it is, when you lose that trust and you've, you've, it takes a while to build that back and you've lost some ground and the results you're trying to get. So if we don't like the way our life is going. Let's just look at our philosophy. Let's look at our attitude. Let's look at our activities involved in that. Let's look at the results we've been having. If your life is not going in the direction that you wanted to go, my friends, then you need to look at the way you're doing things. Change the way we think. Pick up a book by Dr. Caroline Leaf and read about the toxic mind and how that mind can be changed, but we have to want to change it. Lifestyle, well, it's, it's not an amount of abundance that you have financially or the things you own because we're not taking it with us. And that dash is over the day you're born, the day you die, and that dash is complete. You're not taking any of this with you. It's going to be for somebody else to take care of. It's not about how much money we can bring in. Money's okay. You know, people say, oh, money's the root of all evil, which is untrue. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. So you want to make sure that if you, if you have it, then you can help others with it as well. And don't just hoard it all yourself because you're not taking it with you. So lifestyle is not an amount of things you have. Lifestyle is built within on how you can give out more and more. Lifestyle is a reflection of what and who we are. So can people come to you and ask, can you help them with something? Or, or because they come to you because you have helped them in the past and they know that they can trust you and they know your wisdom and so forth. And lifestyle must be studied as well as practiced. And each of us can design our own lifestyle if we start with our personal philosophy. We start with our attitude and our activity looking for the better results and then get to the lifestyle we want or that maybe others need for you to have because they need some assistance and help. The world's a mess. It's not going to get any better, but your attitude towards these things can get better. And you can, when I say it's not going to get any better, it's just I just mean that there's always going to be people that hate. There's always going to be people that are are evil in their heart. There's always going to be people that are racist. There's always going to be people because that's the way the enemy does things. I want you to think about how you are. You take that mirror test as I teach to men and I look, can you look in that mirror and say to yourself, yes, thank you, Lord. I'm comfortable with what's happened today in my life. Or do you need to actually work on that a little bit and change some things? So each of us can design our own lifestyle by working on those other things and each of us can be someone that can help another person. My wife always says, well, you are where you are. And that's true. <laughs> so that's our message for you tonight is uh, how to put those puzzle pieces together. We are here for you here at dadsforlife.com and uh, as a dad coach and legacy mentor. And um, just ask that you go out and encourage and enhance the rich life, the life of someone today or tomorrow. Make sure you start with your children because they need it the most. May God bless you. Bye-bye. <music>